street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. I had just arrived at the trail and was preparing my gear when our second chat occurred, hence the downward pointing camera and more casual style of conversation. This talk occurred nearly two weeks after our first encounter. You mind if I record it still? Are you cool? Yeah, I saw one where you were, uh, you were talking to like a, you know, um, some guy in front of the Alamo about, uh, basically about God. Just the Alamo ones are a little rough. Yeah. That was when I first started off. Yeah. Was his uh, name Caleb? Was he just like yammering the like the whole yeah, time? Yeah, he was like some uh, you know guy with like red hair, red beard. And he had a cap on and a green shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was two years ago. Mm-hmm. And my style has changed quite a bit since then. I urge you to watch some of the more recent stuff. Mm-hmm. Like maybe on this trail even. Yeah. Um, I I got to you know you can get lost on YouTube. You could totally get lost. I started in watching some, and then I got back to what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, um, those. I was just kind of learning this approach when I was like, if I were to run into him again, I think I would handle it a lot differently. Well, you know, I mean, I still wouldn't be presenting facts and telling him what to think, but I think I'd be a little bit more focused in the yeah. in the conversation. Those when you're talking with those people, it's it's. I don't know. It's hard to get through the, to those people, you know. It is. Well, you know what? He actually ended up emailing me after. Yeah. And um, because it was all, it was all, for him, it was all about contradictions. That if he were to see a contradiction in the Bible, and I, d- I didn't want to give him one because it wasn't obvious to me that if he were to see one, that it would affect his confidence. So if it wouldn't change your position on a belief, why would I waste all my time giving you something yeah. to, to do it? We had a few emails going back and forth. I really wanted to meet with him again. It's one of the most watched videos on my channel. It's probably why it yeah. showed up first if you search for my channel. Yeah, I, I think... Which is yeah. unfortunate because it's not the best one. <laughs> it's not. There's so many other yeah. better ones. Watch the watch the one with Carrie. Carrie? K-A-R-I. K-A-R-I. Just do a search for... Um, is it female with glasses? No. Okay. I'm trying to think. Oh, that's, that's Elizabeth. Faith plus evidence equals Jesus. Think so. I started. I started watching it, and I got back. To mm. it. Yeah, I know that you can get sucked into those things. <laughs> if you do a search for Carrie, K-A-R-I, and Cardinal, okay, um, it happens right here in this spot. It's one of the best talks I've ever had. Yeah, those are. It's, it's just so good. Uh, it's good stuff, man. It's you know, fun. Yeah, it is. I don't know if I told you. Like, um, did I tell you that I'm not? I'm a non-believer. No, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of derived that. that. I gather that through your videos, like, oh, okay, I get it. The guy's an atheist. Yeah, so um, I uploaded a video just yesterday. I'm, I'm not too big on, you know, putting labels on things, whatever. Actually, I'm not. I'm not a big on the label thing either. I'm more. I like to assign a numerical value to it. Mm-hmm. And you, being an economics guy, you probably can relate to this. Like, I like to ask people where they are on a scale from zero to one hundred. Where 100% is all confidence, no doubt. 0% is all doubt, no confidence. That is so much cleaner than saying, are you agnostic? Are you an atheist? Are you a warm believer? Are you a really strict? 
Because yeah, so people say, well, I'm 90% I'm sure my God exists, or I'm 60%, or I'm 2%. Mm -hmm. I think it's so much easier when, when it's framed that way yeah. than yeah. labels. Because when someone says agnostic, that means a whole bunch of things to different people. Yeah, it does, yeah. And even atheist has a, has a negative connotation to it. Yeah, it does, yeah. So that's why I like the, um, I like the numerical value. But I enjoyed our talk. I, I remember yeah. it, and I thought it was great. Yours was interesting because when we first started off, I thought, "Oh, the, hi, this guy's this guy's a very rational person." Mm -hmm. And then you threw me for a loop when you say that I think you said you pray. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was an a good talk, interesting talk. Yeah, and that's why I, I start to look at some of your um, uh, some of your talks, and I mean, you know, this is. Obviously, it's a really good subject, and so it's you know it's, it's always it's always good to, to talk about. So and it's 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 really hard. Uh, it's hard being a scientist when you have to look at data and think rationally. You're dealing with something something like like God, you know. I don't know how people can parse it out, honestly. That's why I was, I was, I was surprised to meet uh, someone like yourself, where you're very analytical, very rational, for one aspect of your life. But when it comes to this other thing, you just throw it all out. <laughs> and I, I was wondering if you pray, if you pray um, out of habit, or if you're deriving some sort of comfort from it. And it's not so much that you think that you're getting you're, that your prayer is going to be answered, or you're actually talking to somebody, but maybe there's some therapeutic benefit to it. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case, or if you've ever thought about that. Yeah, like I said, it's kind of you know it's cathartic, I guess. It's I guess, like you're saying, it's therapeutic. Hi. It's comforting, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and that really got me thinking, like, you know, like was there ever can I remember a time where I prayed for something like it happened, you know? And, yeah. But I guess I've never really I'm not taking account of it. But, but still it's it's uh it's good, it's good discussion, you know. If you were to take account of all the times you prayed for the next hundred times and you can never really derive I'd say any it'd probably be like a one percent. <laughs> okay. Ever, anything ever came out of it, you know. If that were the case, would you just drop the praying, or do you think you'd, st you'd still keep doing it? Yeah, because like I said, it's, there's a, uh, I'm just thinking about that, it's risk and reward, right? So it's like, there's very little for me to risk. I remember you saying, like, if it was a complicated, I have to go up to the hill and sacrifice a goat. Mm -hmm. If there's a lot of, um, if there's a cost yeah, associated with it, I'm not going to do it. But if it's so easy, it's free. Yeah. Almost like the, the cost is very low. And that got me thinking about the economics. Um, <laughs> like you know, uh, you have guys that, that trade on the stock market, so they trade like penny stocks. And they're high margin, so you you bet a real small amount, and if you win, you win this big amount. Mm -hmm. But if you lose, well, all you lose is that small amount that you bet. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think for for. Your conversation, I wish I had started off by asking whether or not you value truth. How important is it for you to believe things that are actually true? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess I, 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 I highly value it. You, know? you highly value truth? I try to, yeah, I put a high price on it. You want to believe things that are true? Yeah. If you discovered that you were believing something that wasn't true, would you want to stop believing it? It's scary, right? Yes. And um, that's one of the things that I always, that's one of the, I was brought up, I'm not gonna say um, religious, but I was brought up reading the Bible and things like that. But as you start to go to college, you start to, to learn and look at like ancient history, you start to, you start to, you start to look at the history of the world and you realize, well, the Bible is not, is not as sacred as it, as it is led to believe, you know. Um, there's many forms of what you would call God, you know, and there's been civilizations throughout the world that God has been documented and the story of Jesus has been told over and over and over and it's, you have evidence that's mounting you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's crazy. What's even more interesting is if you were to go to any church, mm -hmm. to any row, and ask person in row A and person in row B what God is or why they believe, you're almost invariably going to get two different responses. Mm -hmm. And when you make economic decisions... It doesn't usually work that way, right? Like you gather your data, you analyze it as best you can, and whether it's you coming to a conclusion or some other economics person, if they use the same process, they should arrive at the same result. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't work that way with supernatural beliefs. Yeah, religion, yeah. It's, very, it's crazy. That, that, was one of the, that was one of the things that always, you know, troubled me when I was a kid, like... He talks about this guy's like Caleb, and this guy is just like, um, I mean, he's just... He was in deep. Yeah. <laughs> he was on autopilot, and he was in preach mode. And he doesn't, yeah, and he doesn't want to hear anything else. Did you watch the whole thing? Um, I did put, no, honestly, the whole thing. There's a young boy that comes up and joins us at Halfway the end. through, I was just like, he's not, he's not going to get into this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, a young kid in his group that was going out proselytizing ended up st standing next to him and listening. So, one of the reasons why I try to be very patient and um, try to help Caleb or you know, talk to Caleb was because there was another young kid yeah. there. And I thought, well, if Caleb's gone, maybe I can get through to the young kid. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe the young kid would, would absorb some of the questioning and just ask, like, there's nothing wrong with asking yourself questions. Why do I believe this? And do I have a good reason for believing it? And do I value truth? Yeah. Yep. Getting back to what I was saying, one of the things that bothers me, well, when I was growing up, is how do you know that, you know, your, how do you know that your religion is the right one? Because there's all kinds of religions throughout the world, you know? And yeah, I brought up, like, uh, is it Muslim? With that guy, Caleb? Yeah, it's that's one of the things that troubled me when I was a kid. How do I know that my religion is the right one? You know, and uh, so yeah, I, I don't know, but it's crazy. Yeah, I talk to all sorts of different people, varying beliefs, and many of them are 
100% confident on that scale that they are believing in the right God. And when I ask them the methods they used to get there, I was raised that way. I take it on faith. I prayed and something happened. I just know it in my heart that it's true. I felt the burning in my bosom and I know that that the angel Moroni spoke to Joseph Smith. It's uh, it's an interesting thing about the human mind, how we how we come to learn things that are true and, and the process of evaluating those deeply held beliefs. We have a lot of defensive mechanisms that pop up mm-hmm. to protect us from yeah, analyzing those things. That's what, I, that's what I was just thinking. I mean, um, I, I, I also read books like on, like on arguing, you know, so when you're hmm. debating someone and how to not necessarily win arguments, but get your point across and things like that. And so one of the things with that guy Caleb is like, he just, he would not listen to anything you say. And it just, those types of people, they, it's just, I don't know how to get through to them, you know? That, that's kind that, of a plug for my channel because yeah. the, that was, that was about two years ago. I think I do things a lot differently. And I've, I've actually been able to get through to a lot of people like that using the, the Socratic questioning where all I'm doing is asking questions to let you give me the answers. I'm not telling anybody what to think. Yeah. And uh, when a person comes to their own conclusions, that's when they change their minds. Yeah, exactly. You can't present facts to people in a one-on-one talk. Mm-hmm. There's something called the backfire effect, where if I were to give you facts why you shouldn't vote for that candidate, you're going to want to vote for your candidate even more. But if I ask you questions, why you think your candidate is the best, how can you be so sure? That's the way that you could possibly change your mind if you find out that you have bad reasons for it. It might cause you to go out and find better reasons to keep the belief. Yeah. But if that's the case, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's either gonna you're gonna find evidence to reinforce your belief, or you know. Yeah. Still, this it's still good stuff. Okay? That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny when people, you know, halfway through. It's funny when people can can kind of you can see Caleb. Like it's funny when people can kind of feel like oh, shit. Like I have nothing. Like I have no evidence to back up what I'm saying. So I'm just gonna ditch this. Yeah, I'll see you later. He's like, uh, if you're not willing to talk about Jesus, then I'm out of here. I'm gonna go yeah, talk yeah. to somebody else. Yeah. You know, logic kills people. Did yeah. you did you hear that quote? He says it. He yeah, says that at yeah. some point. Because think, think of Hitler and evolution, and yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you can, can a cat come from a fish? And it's like he was really, he was more um, quoting some things from. Yeah, exactly. uh, there's a guy called Ray Comfort, and I think he was just going right out of the Ray Comfort playbook. And that's what that's what uh, that's what it sounded to me. Like he's just spitting out lines that he heard. There's no real thought, you know. He's not looking at it and saying, "Okay, well, why do?" The the comments on that video are brutal. I feel bad for him. I don't know if you skimmed down. It's like I saw like the first couple of comments. (laughs) I'm like, dang. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably email him and see where he's at, you know. But yeah. And so my question to you is, what do you, what, um, what do you get out of it? Aside from, I mean, you know, doing the YouTube thing or whatever, but... My desire is to live in a world where the majority of the population believes true things. Mm-hmm. I think our population, our world would be in much better shape 
if the majority of the population believe in true things. I think there will always be a Caleb. There will always be the woman who will kill herself if she doesn't think Jesus is there for her. Keep those beliefs. That's fine. But for people that are involved in government, economics, military, I want smart, rational, thought-provoking people that try to find out what's true and believe those, believe things that are true, and identify things that aren't true and get rid of those beliefs. I think that there are probably people in the entertainment industry and their authors and those those folks might do like that might be good for humanity to have people that are imaginative and creative. What do you what do you see some of the problems with? Uh... Now, is it your problem with God or is it is it your problem with like this? Uh authoritative being or is it your problem with just organized religion in general oh no 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 not at all none of those things my issue is with people who believe things that are probably not true because it motivates them to do things think of like an extreme Stupid example things. like yeah. the hijackers if they ran into somebody like me back in 2000 Maybe they would have given their beliefs a little bit more thought. Yeah. That's an extreme example, but beliefs inform, beliefs inform the way people vote, what they want taught in schools to kids, which politicians they want to have in office. Like these, these, these have profound impacts on our lives, and uh, that's where I'm coming from. I just want to leave the world a little bit of a better place for my kids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I, I'm worried about not only really religious fanatics, but you know, athe atheists. They can be, they can be just as fanatical, you know. And do um, you ever listen to Joe Rogan? Podcast? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I listen to his podcast all the time, and that's sometimes he'll, he'll talk about things like that, and it's like, yeah, if you've ever met, you know. Oh, I, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Like some of them get very rabid about like social justice and things mm -hmm. like that. Uh, you have to make that cake for that gay couple or that type of stuff like yeah, that. That's yeah. how it usually tends to go. But generally speaking, hi. How you good. How are you? Doing good. Generally speaking, I think atheists, humanists, are probably the safest people in our population. Mainly because, and I'm stereotyping here, is that we generally think that this is the one and only life we have, and we want to make it count. Yeah. This is not just a temporary thing to get me through to eternal salvation. So I want to I want to make this I want to have a good life. I want to enjoy myself. I want other people to enjoy their lives and and trying to leave the place in a leave the world in a little bit of a better spot than yeah. it's at now. And I think most most atheists are like that. Yeah. The other reason why I upload these videos is there are a lot of atheists that are very mean to believers. Yeah. <laughs> they will tear them down, they'll rip them a new asshole, they'll tell them how stupid they are, and that does nothing for the atheist movement, that does nothing for the believer, mm -hmm. and I'm hoping that the videos that I'm uploading, and I know that they are, they're being watched by atheists who are mimicking this approach, and they're having more productive conversations with believers and the loved ones in their life than ever before. It is scary that 
this is scary the, the idea of hell like after this life there's a piece of kind of damnation or something like that every once in a while I, I find myself worrying about it only because I was raised Catholic you know so I was taught about I was taught about hell and all that yeah so sometimes I'm like man I sure hope I'm right because you know that would really suck but I have to remind myself that there's no evidence for it there's there's no evidence that these beliefs are true and it, I think it is probably just whether it's conscious or not I think it's a just a manipulation tactic to keep people to keep believing in these things and if if that God exists and there really is that place then he should know why I couldn't believe in him yeah. and if he punishes me for that anyways when I'm sincerely open to changing my mind that's not a God I want to worship yeah, I think about that too. <laughs> yeah. I have that same line of nationality, I guess. I mean, if he made me who I am, and I'm a skeptical person who needs evidence before I make a decision, I need to have good reasons for my beliefs. Mm -hmm. He would know that I'd be here today talking to you, saying that I, I just can't believe it. And if he would want to punish me for that, then that's not a God I would want to worship. Well, I'm gonna get to my interviews yeah, yeah. here. We got a nice, cool morning. I really enjoyed talking to you again. Yeah. Do you have my card, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, please do. Um, yeah. Carry cardinal beliefs, or there's the just like the last few ones. They're pretty good, I think. Yeah. It's good uh, thought provoking stuff. Thank you. All right, sir. Take care. Bye bye. Dedicated to Olivia and the next generation of street epistemology practitioners like her. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.